Life Audio. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Do you ever feel like you want to know more about the Bible, but that it's kind of hard to understand? Do you want to share your faith with your friends, but have a hard time figuring out how to do that? Do you want to learn how to connect the Bible to your real life? Well, then this is the show for you. My name is Rachel, and I'm your host. I've been a children's pastor for a long time, and one of my favorite things is helping kids learn how to understand the Bible. I think that sometimes people think that the Bible is just for adults, but God actually really wants kids to know about Him. So on this podcast, we're going to learn all about God's big story and how He shows Himself to us through the Bible. As we learn together what the Bible stories actually mean, we can learn how to live out our faith in our everyday life. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Today we're continuing our discussion about the New Testament and the Bible, but before we get into the Gospel of Matthew, I want to explain about the word gospel itself. I don't know if you've heard that word before, but sometimes people say that word and assume that kids know what it means. But I want to make absolutely certain that you understand what I talk about when I say the word gospel. So in simple terms, I want you to think about the library. When you go to the library, there are different sections in the library. There are comic books. There are mysteries. There's a little kid section. There's a big kid section. There's science books. There's stories about the future. There's stories about the past. All those different kinds of books are called genres. Did any of you do any summer reading programs at the library? I bet if you did, you could think in your mind about the different sections of the library and how those different books, those different genres were kept in different sections. Well, basically, when we're talking about the Bible, the gospel is a genre. That word gospel actually means good news, and it's basically talking about a group of four books in the Bible that are very similar. They're grouped together at the beginning of the New Testament. Remember, yesterday we talked about the Old Testament and the New Testament. So these are books about the life of Jesus that are grouped together, and it's kind of like a genre. They would be in their own little section if we were in the library. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the Old Testament and the New Testament. And remember, we said that word testament, you can think of kind of like a promise. And so the Old Testament tells about what happened before Jesus was born. And the New Testament tells about what happened after Jesus was born. So if the gospel is a genre, it's basically a book about the life of Jesus from the time he was born on. You know, if you wanted to go to the library and read a book about someone famous from history, say like Abraham Lincoln, you would find a lot of books. Those books about the life of Abraham Lincoln are called biographies. It's the same thing when we're talking about the Gospels. They're basically like the biographies about Jesus. There's a couple of things I want to point out. Before we start reading one of these biographies, one of these gospels, we're going to start with one called Matthew. It might be confusing to you if you've not had this explained to you about the order. Sometimes when you read the different books, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It can be confusing 
because a lot of the things that they say are very similar. You might even think, hey, did I already read this before? Or, hey, the last time I heard about this, they said it a little bit differently. I don't want you to get too tripped up on that. Think about for a minute something maybe your grandpa always says or your mom. Do you remember the first time she ever said that thing to you? Sometimes you remember that first time. Sometimes you don't. What's more important is what she said. Like in my family, my grandmother always used to say to us as I, when I was a little girl, she would say, Rachel, you have to suffer to be beautiful. And now I'm not saying that's right. I don't suffer to be beautiful now. But she was saying that because she was curling my hair and it hurt. And I was complaining. And she said, you have to suffer to be beautiful, meaning to get these curlers in my hair, I'd have to sleep on these hard curlers and it would be worth it because in the morning my hair would look so beautiful. I have often said that to my own kids. I've said, honey, you have to suffer to be beautiful. If I were to ask my daughter, do you remember the first time I ever said that to you? She might say yes, but probably she'd say no. She just knows that I say it a lot. I think sometimes that's how it is in the Bible because Jesus would have repeated some of the things that he was teaching in different situations or in front of different people because he was teaching them something very, very valuable. You know, for me, even something as silly as as you have to suffer to be beautiful, I've told all three of my daughters that. But it's maybe been in different rooms. Maybe it was in their bedroom or maybe it was in the bathroom or maybe it was in the basement. It doesn't really matter where I was. It was just something that I was saying. And it was really not even teaching them about, you know, you have to suffer to be beautiful. It was really more about having a conversation about my Nana, my grandma that used to say that to me. I think in the same way, it's more important with Jesus because, of course, he's teaching us valuable information about him and about God and about the kingdom of heaven. But it doesn't really matter where he was when he said it. It doesn't really even matter the exact words that he used. What matters is the concept that he's trying to teach us. That brings me to another point. Word for word, sometimes the way that these gospels, these four gospels say things is going to sound a little bit different. And I think that's kind of normal for humans, right? If your mom tells you, hey, go tell your brother to come here. I'd like to see him. If you go into the living room and you say, mom wants you, are those different words than she used? Yeah, because she said, please go tell your brother to come here but you said mom wants you. They're different words, but they mean the same thing. Why are they different words? Well, you're different people. The way that you said it, you're repeating what your mom said is different. Maybe your older sister would have gone in and said, mom would like you to come to the kitchen. Again, different words, but it means the same thing. That's kind of what I want you to think about if you're starting to get confused when we're talking about different passages in these different gospels. Think about what happens also, like when you're talking to an adult versus when you're talking to maybe a preschooler. If we went to the library and we got a book about dog obedience, okay? If you talk to an adult about this book about dog obedience, you're going to use a lot more words. You're going to maybe talk about them playing fetch. You're going to maybe talk about potty training the dog. Maybe you're going to talk about teaching the dog new tricks with treats. But when you're talking to a preschooler, 
You're going to simplify your words because they're little. You're going to talk about teaching your puppy how to sit or how to play a game. The way that you communicate based on who you're speaking to will change the different words that you're using. That's kind of the same thing with the Bible because the different writers that were writing these different books were talking to different audiences. Sometimes they even had differences in the language they were using. So it may feel a little bit confusing if you're looking for the exact same words in the exact same way in each story. So I just want to point that out and help you understand that just because the words might be a little bit different doesn't mean that there's a problem. In fact, it's kind of neat because it means that when we're understanding how to read the Bible, how to understand the Bible, it's okay for us to speak a little bit differently depending on who we're talking to. The way I talk to you, my friends that are kids, is a little bit different than if I was talking to a bunch of doctors on a mission trip. You understand what I'm saying? I hope you do. So this is how writers would do things back then as well. They thought about who they were talking to and how they needed to talk to them in order for them to understand. Now, imagine if you were telling a story to an adult and then you were telling that same story to maybe your twin sister or your best friend and then how you were telling it to the preschooler. That's basically the same idea that I'm talking about today. It's important to remember that like in our situation, someone could come along and call you a liar because you use different words when you were talking to your sister than when you were talking to the preschooler. But imagine that the book you got that you were telling your sister about was in English And now you have to tell a preschooler who only speaks Spanish. Yeah, I guess pretend you speak Spanish too. Would the words be different? Absolutely. But there's a reason for that, right? And it's not because you're a liar. In fact, the opposite is true. You were trying to explain to the preschooler using the words that you knew that they understood. It's the same thing. So all of that being said, If you didn't listen to yesterday where we talked about the Old Testament and New Testament, I want you to listen to that. And then tomorrow, we're going to start talking about the gospel, the book about Jesus that was written by Matthew. We're going to talk about who Matthew was and why his words are important. So for today, I want you to remember that sometimes we learn by teaching. So if you learn anything today, is there somebody you can teach that to? Think about that person right now. And now I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you so much for my friends, the kids that want to hear Jesus, that want to hear you, that want to hear your voice. God, I pray that as we start to study the Bible, the gospel together, that you would reveal yourself to the hearts of the kids, that they would understand that they are not too young to know you, to know about you, and to help others know about you. Lord, I pray for them today that even as they go throughout their day, that you would remind them of things that they can share with other people because the gospel is good news about you. We thank you that you love us and you care about us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, who are you gonna share the good news, the gospel about Jesus with today? I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. If you like today's show, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That's the number one way you can support this show. 
If you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper, you can also join our Patreon community to get our family discussion guides, join our private discussion groups, and have access to bonus content and additional resources every month. Hey, I'm praying for you today. Know that you are so loved. 